Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? So before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to give you a quick little intro because we just got into the meat of the episode right away. My guest on today's podcast is John Jantz of Duct Tape Marketing. Uh, He is also the author of, this is his sixth book, but he's written The Referral Engine, SEO for Growth. Uh, He co-wrote that with Phil Singleton, who I've had on the show, Uh, Duct Tape Marketing, Duct Tape Selling, and The Commitment Engine. This book, oh my goodness, it's called The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, and it's it's quickly going to become sort of my new morning routine, not sort of, it is. Uh, I think you're going to love this, and I think this book is really, really timely. So stay tuned to the end, and I will have a quick short link that you can follow to get the book for yourself. Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I, of course, am your host, Kim Doyle. And I am giddy today about this interview, not only because of my guest, but because of his book. So first of all, my guest today is John Jantz of Duct Tape Marketing, who has a new book out. So John, first of all, thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely. Pumped to be here, Kim. Okay, so we're going to jump into this because there's just so much goodness, and I'm hoping I'm not going to run out of good adjectives for this book, but... um, (laughs) You have written a new book called The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur. And I, I think the best way to start this is, you know, we were talking prior, maybe you could give the re- the listeners, the readers, <laughs> a glimpse as to what this book is about before we dive into the interview. Well, sure. So I, I need to set up the structure. Um, the book is structured as a daily, meaning that every day you get a page. So this is October 22nd. You'd have that page. It's October 23rd is tomorrow. They're all kind of the foundation around it is that I've curated literature from mid 19th century, which I'm sure we'll get into you know, what that means or who that is. So there's a reading from a lot of authors you'll recognize. And then I kind of contextualize it for maybe today's entrepreneur and then leave you with a challenge question every day. So there's kind of three parts to every page. So um, I'm just going to read uh, the first one I opened up here. Fantastic. Your creator. Character, reality, reminds you of nothing else. It takes place of the whole creation. A person must be so much that they must make all circumstances indifferent. Every true person is a cause, a country, and an age. Requires infinite spaces and numbers and time fully to accomplish their design. And posterity seem to follow their steps as a train of clients. That is from Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay, Self-Reliance, which was written in 1841. Wow. Okay. All right. Oh, you can do your take. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) You want me to do the rest of the page? Yes, please. This is like the hundred words or so for me. You're not a user, a vendor, a customer, a boss, a team member. You are your creator. Emerson wrote that every true person is a cause, a country, and an age because he contended that each of us is endowed with a soul and that alone makes each of us divine. This, of course, freaked a lot of people out at the time as well. But he taught in this sense that we are capable of self-reliance because we've been given the ability to trust our judgment, 
Conforming to the wishes of others was to sin against one's integrity. Emerson's vivid message throughout self-reliance is that we live in integrity only when we pursue our unique destiny. So it turns out you are already so much. Who knew? And your challenge question today, what do you feel is the essence of your destiny? Are you living it? Oh my God, John, I'm just going to jump in because first of all, um, I don't know if you know, I've got a Facebook group called Content Creators and I'm constantly referring to people as creators. So that was really yeah. fun that you opened with that one. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh, there's there's so many questions with this. So one, I love the format. Um, but let's let's kind of back up so now that people have a glimpse of what the book is about. This is so different from all the other books you've written. What inspired you to, to do this book? Yeah, so you're absolutely correct. This is my sixth book and my previous five were all about some aspect of marketing. I think there's a couple of things. Um, this is something that's been brewing in me for 20 years. Um, this has been my own sort of journey to self-awareness and self-trust, you know, consuming a lot of this, having my own kind of morning routines, you know, where I read inspirational things. So, I mean, that part of it's been a part of my life for a long time. I also think that that because I've chosen for so many years to work with what I call the kind of true small businesses, that you know, everything is marketing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you really can't work with a small business and not also get into their personal life and to their doubts and their fears and and the things that they're trying to accomplish and why they're trying to accomplish those. So I feel like I've actually done this work with the tens of thousands of small business owners that, that I've worked with. And in, in a way, this was almost kind of I don't know, a telling or, or, or kind of a compilation of, you know, what I've experienced in trying to help small business owners. But now instead of working on the what to do, it's maybe we're going to work on the why to do it. So, okay. I want to back up with, cause there's something that really jumped out at me within that. And um, cause I've always said the same thing as an entrepreneur that I'm like, well, I am my business. This is who I am. And there's yeah. not really a separation of Kim, the individual and Kim, her business. And so in working with entrepreneurs, I mean, it, it sounds like you've done that deep dive, which it really brought this book to fruition. Yeah, and I'm not sure it was always intentional. It was just kind of like, hey, to get to the objective <laughs> that we're trying to meet, you know, we have to figure out why this business is sucking the life out of you, you know, instead of figuring out what your Facebook account should say. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I think that that's kind of where this came from. Um, is that that you know, I am the I am a member of the audience for this book, you know, and so it's in a lot of ways you could almost say that I was writing this book, you know, to me as well. Wow. Well, and to that piece too, I, I don't know. I've always found that it's a lot easier to to create content, to talk to people when it's coming from that place, as opposed to this is the marketing format and this is the formula that I need to plug plug everything into. Yeah. I, you know, this was, um, of course, because of that, the hardest book I've written. You know, as I said, this is my sixth book. This was by far <laughs> the most work uh, mentally and physically. I, I cannot even imagine because so let's talk about these transcendentalists. And it's funny because a lot of the I'm just going to pull in authors that you have studied and, and reference in the book. Um, I don't know that I ever would have thought of the term transcendentalist for them. So so kind of a two part question is, you know, how did you decide who to study? And, you know, if you could kind of share that the transcendentalist perspective on those authors for the book. 
You bet. So the term transcendentalist was really just kind of a label applied to a group of authors, you know, preachers. I mean, some of the Jew are very well known, you know, Emerson and Thoreau are probably the kind of the poster children for, you know, this, this idea, but there were a whole lot of other people that were kind of lumped into this. And it, it was, it was really, if you think about what was going on in America at the time, it was really the first counter cultural movement, both socially and, and certainly in literature. I mean, we were on the cusp of the civil war. Women were marching in the streets for the right to vote. We were trying to abolish slavery. And so all of a sudden you had all of this literature bubbling up and not just, not just maybe the transcendentalists, but even the, the, the characters in, in fiction of that time, you know, we're, we're sending this message of, you, you know, you don't have to listen to the preacher or the teacher or your parents even that, you know, you need to actually believe your own truth, believe that, you know, you have what you need and only you, you know, can decide what's the right path for you. And of course, this was you know, this was very scary, you know, for a lot of the um, status quo. Um, and so I, I think that uh, I really gravitate to that literature, that band of literature. And, and I think it's no surprise that that we all have were asked to read that in college and high school, you know, still uh, today, because I think it, it really was uh, to me, it still is some of the best entrepreneurial advice and it's so relevant for today. Um, and that's why I really kind of chose, you know, that I, I initially started there because, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have related to Emerson and, and Thoreau. And I mean, you see Pinterest boards and Instagram, you know, <laughs> quotes with you know, those folks. But when I, I got deeper, plenty of quotes of Thoreau in my house. Like, okay, <laughs> well, and when, you know, of your dreams. <laughs> when I dug deeper into that time period or that era, I realized that even the protagonists in like Moby Dick and the Scarlet Letter and Little Women were very self-reliant characters. It was kind of the first time in literature that, that, you know, people were saying, Hey, this is who we are. This is, you know, this is what we believe. This is, you know, how we should um, go forward. And so when I realized, I think that, that it was not just these couple writers, but it was pretty much everybody writing at the time. It just gave me such a, a wealth of, of, you know, content to, uh, to curate. Wow. And you know what I'm always amazed about when you go back to that era is how many lived at the same time and knew each other, <laughs> just like on a separate, you know, <laughs> separate note that they were all connected and friends. Um, so just digging into that era, how did you decide, okay, these are the people that I want to pull the quotes or how did you even decide this is a quote? Is it because it was something that spoke to you? Or a past. Yeah. Well, initially, that's what I did. I just started reading everything from the time period, and I quickly realized that you know I was going to have to find four hundred nuggets. You know, I was like, how was I going to organize <laughs> all that? So I actually gave the book um, an organizational structure based on um, a blog post that I wrote probably four years ago, which was maybe in hindsight kind of the seed for this book. Um, but essentially, what I believe is that all entrepreneurs go through kind of this never-ending cycle of seasons or stages. Uh, whether you know it's a new job, a new business, you're creating a new product, you kind of go through sort of the same stages. So obviously, in a in a book that's organized as a you know annual calendar, you know using seasons as a metaphor, um, you know certainly I think makes a lot of sense. So I, I created these four seasons I call planning, discovering, evolving, and growing. And then each season, you know, there are three months in each season. I gave each month. Uh, its own theme as well. And these are just one word themes like freedom and congruence and resilience. And so with that kind of narrative arc and that framework, 
I then was able to go out and just say, let me find literature or let me find, um, you know, work that focuses on or that maybe has those themes running through it. So instead of just reading everything and highlighting, <laughs> I was able to actually go looking for the things that I wanted. And that certainly, uh, that made my job, you know, doable, uh, frankly. And I think it also gave a, a, a nice, I think it does give, without being overt, it gives a nice arc to the entire book. Um, well, and I love the, the seasons of The Entrepreneur, I thought was phenomenal. And I love the fact that you kind of went along with the seasons in nature. And and there's just, yeah. there was such a, um, I don't know, a, a congruency with that for me too. Um, so let me ask you this then. Obviously, self-reliance is something all entrepreneurs need, but you felt obviously a calling to create this and a need for this to come out there. So in what ways do you feel that entrepreneurs maybe have challenges or issues of being self-reliant? Well, it's not just entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> I think every every individual, I think, um, that ever had an idea suffers from the fact that there are a whole lot of people that don't understand that or that think they understand that idea better than you do. Um, so there's a whole lot of, you know, in our head, uh, people telling us we shouldn't do this or that we were destined to do this instead of that. So, so we're, we're constantly fighting that on one hand. And then the, on the other hand, we're constantly fighting, trying to control, you know, how this is going to go and how that's going to go. And, you know, the, the monthly plan that we put together that we have to stay on. And so there's, there's all these forces, I think, that, that, that just impact us as human beings. And I think that one of the, the beauties of self-reliance is I think that it actually starts to give you the confidence to let go of some of those things and realize there's, you know, there's only a couple of things we control, you know, how we show up, what we believe and really how we react to what goes on around us. And, and I think if we could get to the point where, you know, that's how we went through our day, I think our businesses would give us or return a lot more joy and happiness than I see them doing for a lot of entrepreneurs. Well, and, and to that piece, and there's so many shoulds, specifically talking with entrepreneurs. I mean, there's plenty in life as well, but you should do this. You need to do that. There's, you know, there's so much noise coming at us. Um, I don't know. Like I find that I just need to check out and back up and then I get back in alignment with, okay, what works for me? And, and, you know, it, it's just kind of staying in that space. And I don't know, is, you know, any tips for, you know, stepping into that? Obviously there's a ton in the book, um, but for helping people kind of tap into that piece. Well, th this is not new advice. I mean, there are hundreds of books written on this idea of mindfulness, but I think, I think that's what causes us the most stress is we are, you know, worrying about the past, like how it went last time, or, you know, how am I going to do this? Or we get so set on the future, like this is how it has to go, that it kind of robs us from enjoying this incredible thing we get to do. I mean, if you really stop and say, look at this adventure that I get to have in my business, you know, why am I kind of robbing myself of you know future enjoyment by not living in the past today? And again, that's easier said than done. Uh, but I think that that you know one of the things about the format of this book as a daily, it's kind of more of a workbook or a practice. You don't read this book and go, okay, now I got it, got it all down. <laughs> you you really come back to this hopefully every single day, and it starts to plant seeds for. Hey, that was a good question. You know, why is that impacting me? And then what happens is subconsciously, I think 
you go through the day and then all of a sudden you start witnessing, wow, I did kind of react to that. That's that reaction's not serving me. <laughs> you know, maybe I should do that a different way. And, and I think that I think without sort of that practice of kind of reminding yourself of that, we just, you know, we we just become bundles of reaction all day long. Absolutely. We get on autopilot and that mindfulness piece yep. I have found, I, I try to meditate every day and sometimes it's six minutes, sometimes it's 12, but it keeps me very present. And it, I especially think with entrepreneurs or you're saying, you know, it, I've started to think about, I'm actually out of town right now. And I was like, oh, maybe I should cut my trip earlier. And I was like, just be present, be here today. And it, within 24 hours, my mood and attitude about where I'm at completely shifted just by choosing that consciousness. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So one of the things you have said too, is that this book had a big impact on you and writing it, you know? So, you know, what can you share that you learned I mean, about you or your business in, in this process? I cannot imagine that writing a book like this, you're not like constantly in this, I don't know, self-evaluation, self-awareness space. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, it was like a crash course in not only the literature, but just in some self-awareness because, you know, it was hard to write these entries and these questions without kind of questioning myself. Um, You know, am I, you know, doing that? You know, how does that show up in my life? So I would say the biggest sort of noticeable thing is uh, I find that it, it, it certainly helped redefine my definition of success. And not that I, you know, like I said, I've been working on this for 20 years, not that I, you know, felt a lot of upheaval in my business, but I feel a lot more peace in my business and what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, And I really attribute that to what was essentially a year long, you know, quest to, you know, try to kind of figure out all these ideas. So is there anything that you took away? I mean, obviously there's internal stuff, but in terms of changes in your business or how you approach something, uh, the comparison game is over, <laughs> is gone. And I think that mo- most of us um, should probably adopt that point of view. Um, it's so easy today to look at uh, the stuff on social media and think, oh, why am I not doing that? Of course, you know, we all know that whatever is being said on social media is probably not the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but But I think that it's not just a matter of saying, okay, I'm just not going to pay attention to that stuff. It's actually, it's actually comes from a place of having more empathy about what you see. A lot of our comparison is, is jealousy is thinking, Oh, that person shouldn't be doing that. Or, you know, it's judgment. Um, and so I think that, um, I think that that's one of the real lessons in this work that maybe doesn't always come across, but particularly with the term self-reliant, you know, sometimes people think, Oh, you're just going it alone, but it actually allows you to step into your own truth by having a lot more empathy for what everybody else is going through as well. Yeah. The highlight reel with social media. Um, I, I'm, one would hope that it's, it's kind of seen the heyday, but I think as all these platforms are shifting things and vanity metrics are hopefully a lot of them are kind of going to the wayside with follows and likes and that yep. stuff, yep. you know, that yep. I, I don't know. And the other piece of that, because I think, was it on the video? I think on your sales page, you talked about Pinstagram. <laughs> Um, and well, and there's, there's just this element of it's not sustainable either, you know? So I think that the self-reliant piece that comes into that element of trusting yourself and you know, what, what's sustainable and what works for you. I mean, I have, I have friends that are, you know, on Instagram stories 
20 times a day. And then I'm like, I might show up twice a week if it's in, if that works for me that week. So, um, right, you know, right. and that's tricky. I, I think we live in a time where, cause you're feeling like, Oh, I should be doing more as an entrepreneur all the time. Like it never ends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the part that I think causes the unnecessary stress. And, and that's the part that I think people, you know, have to let go of. And, and sometimes that, you know, that, you know, self-reliance, we could substitute the word for self-trust. <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, when we, when we develop, you know, extreme trust that what we're doing is what we're meant to do and is what we're supposed to be doing at this moment. Um, and that, you know, things are going to work out <laughs> as, you know, uh, as we go on this ride. I think that just releases a lot of the stress that, that, you know, you already talked about it. It's not just mental stress. It has a, it, it has a physical toll, <laughs> Um, that, you know, that, you know, is shortening people's lives. Yeah. Certainly shortening their joy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and at the end, I, I mean, there, and we miss out on the joy in front of us because it's constantly the next step. Um, but so I want to talk a little bit about the the challenge questions because um, I would assume like you were kind of going through the challenges as you were writing the book. So I know that's sort of an open-ended question, but I'd love to hear sort of how you came up with those and and, and what impact they had on you. Mainly what I was trying to do was use the question as another way to kind of help explain the reading, help explain the context of, you know, my writing. So in most cases, there is some relevance. The question relates to kind of that day's lesson, if you will. But I also wanted them, I didn't want them to just be fluffy. I wanted them to actually make you a little uncomfortable because that's, you know, the only place that we're going to experience any growth. You know, this is not like, give me the five answers to this. I mean, this is, I don't know, I'll grab one. This is, when did you last find fault with something? How did it serve you? I mean, that's a lesson about, you know, how we're looking at the world. When's the last time you took a risk and failed? Did you learn or just fail? So these are not meant to just be things you go, oh yeah, that's nice. They're kind of meant to be questions that that you wrestle with. There's a couple lines after uh, e- each uh, question, so you can you know jot a note or two down there if you want to come back. Um, but but you know I I could actually see somebody theoretically having a journaling practice. You know that goes along with they read the thing, they get the question, they kind of riff on the question themselves, or they riff on you know what they read and what that might mean to them. Um, I think that's you know, like anything that that's how you're going to get the most from it. It's one thing to read it, but then when you start trying to apply it and you start writing about it, um, you're, you're automatically, I think going to go deeper. Yeah. And I mean, just what the question you asked, I mean, there's a, a whole lot of truth telling and looking in the mirror, to be honest about answering yep. those types of questions and doing so in a way that it's uh, removing judgment from yourself, even to be honest about it to gain the most benefit from that, I would, you know, I would think. And, you know, it's funny, you had mentioned earlier too, like a morning routine. And there's been so many, you know, there's books on morning routines. And there's something about yeah. this book and this practice that makes me feel peaceful about doing that. Like, I don't have this expectation to be up at four o'clock and have accomplished, you know, half my world's goals <laughs> by 6am. And it's like, I can, I don't know, it's, it's, um, I'm stuck on a word here, but there's just such an organic feel to this process as opposed to solely based on an achievement 
morning routine, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes total sense. I, I for years, um, have read. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Wayne Dyer. Um, he used my uh, hero. But, uh, I loved him. Met him so many times. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so there's a book he wrote on the Tao Te Ching. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chinese, you know, wisdom text. And it's just kind of every day. It's a little longer uh, than this. It's some days are almost three pages. But, you know, for years, I've read and reread that book uh, in the morning. Um, and there is, I think there's just something wholesome about starting your day with something very positive and invigorating. Because we all know that, you know, you're probably not going to get that <laughs> again <laughs> during that during the day and a lot of, you know, a lot of work days. So I, I've always found that there's just something really healthful about, you know, consuming something really positive, you know, first thing. Yeah. And something that keeps you, there's a stillness about it too. It's funny because all these books are like, was that Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, the, the Wayne Dyer book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was just thinking, cause I'm also, I had gotten Ryan Holiday's stillness as the key book recently too. And there's, there is this, I don't know, element of, I feel like we're craving this, you know, like this book is yeah. so timely because people are craving that ability to be still and be in the moment. Um, so I'm curious, you know, on maybe a grander scale, <laughs> if you, so to speak is, you know, why do you think we need this book right now? Well, you know, I mentioned where we were in 1850. Um, I think we're probably as politically and culturally divided um, as we were potentially then uh, yeah. uh, because history does have a way of repeating itself. So, you know, I, I on a grander scale, I would say self-reliant entrepreneurs will save the world. I think entrepreneurs have always been, you know, such a force for good. Um, but this idea of, of uh, you know, an army of people who you know, trust themselves, who have great empathy for, you know, everything that's going on. I, I, I think that's, those are humans that we need right now. God, I couldn't agree more. And do you find that even just this languaging is becoming more common? Um, I, I think in terms of with, with marketing and entrepreneurs in general, but just the languaging of empathy and compassion and being present and it's becoming one of, yes. yeah, like, a little bit more mainstream, I guess. <laughs> Well, there's no question. And I think a lot, I think some of that is just the, you know, the whole, you meant, you called them vanity metrics, but the whole like follow and, and friend and, you know, just put stuff everywhere. <laughs> you know, I think it's just worn us out. And so, you know, there's no question that it's always been the most effective way, say to market or engage people is to do it as a, as a human to actually care, <laughs> you know, to actually personalize the experience. But I think now it's just become, uh, it's become the only way. I mean, you know, there's be it a channel or somebody's ability to to tune it out. We're just not going to pay attention to anything that doesn't feel like an authentic experience. I couldn't agree more. And it's this, I don't know, online marketing has been around obviously a while, but it, it grows so yep. quickly that I think that just the noise doesn't work anymore. I mean, there was a time where it was a novelty, right? And crazy, weird sales pages, whatnot. But uh, I don't know that this craving for genuine connection, I, I look at, you know, people like Brene Brown, it's like, why did she get so big? Because people are just craving like that normal, natural human connection. <laughs> yeah, so much. Yep. Uh, you totally know, I, I'm sitting here too, even thinking this book, um, besides wanting to get it for friends and whatnot, but um, I want to get it for my kids. They're 22 and 18. Hey, let's make a lovely holiday. It does make a lovely holiday gift. Well, that, but I, I, no, no, it's okay. It is a great holiday gift. Are you kidding me? And I'm just thinking like, 
even people I know that are not entrepreneurs, this is going to be, um, I, I don't know, it's a different way to go about doing this. Uh, John, I'm really excited. I so appreciate this. And I have to tell you, you know, I had ordered the hardback, so it's at home waiting for me. So I'm very excited <laughs> for that. Um, where I, I do actually think this is a book that should be consumed analog. Um, there is a Kindle version. There will be an Audible version. But I think this is the book you want by your bed stand and or nightstand or whatever you call it, uh, so that you kind of keep it there. And, and it's always it's got this bright orange cover, you know, always you know beckoning you to come back in. And I'm going to be a little esoteric, John, because I think there's an energy about this book too that just having it with you <laughs> is going to help you feel better too. Not yeah, that you shouldn't sure. read it and do the work. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited uh, to, to be using this part of my daily routine. Where can people get the book? So the book of course is available uh, anywhere that you buy books uh, online and offline. Um, you, if you want to find out just a little more about it, see some other interviews like this that I've done self-reliant entrepreneur, Dot com And then, of course, if you just want to find out what John Jantz is all about, it's just duct tape marketing, D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E marketing.com. Thank you, John. And I will have, of course, all the links in the show notes. So that'll be easy. And I'm going to continue sharing it. We'll happily write the review and all those things. So, John, this has been fantastic. Thank you. Congratulations. What a wonderful contribution to the world. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was it was just such a pleasure to talk with him and he had me on duct tape marketing, which was amazing. And uh, he's, there's, there's such a calm energy about, about John, but you can get the book. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash John, and that will send you to the self-reliant book landing page. You can get it wherever books are sold, of course. Um, but if you want to go there and, and check out, uh, he's got some videos and stuff on that page. Do that again. It's kimdoyle.com forward slash John. And uh, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Let me know what you think of the book. I was actually thinking of doing maybe like a book study with this or something or discussion, even though it's the format's a little bit different. It might be fun to take an individual day and have a discussion on that author, that recap and that challenge question. Uh, You guys are fantastic. I love you tons. And we will catch you next time.